amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 74 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. Steven Dutzman is joining me today. He is the father of three and editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hi, Steven. Hi, Nicole. Welcome back. Thank you. No, literally nothing happened while you were gone. It was a completely uneventful two weeks of video games. We should. Yes. I don't even know why we're having a podcast right now. Just because we didn't get to talk about anything that happened after the podcast the week before, which is actually a lot. Um, But yeah, so I was on vacation, much needed. It was fabulous. Because of that, I hadn't been playing much many games in the last week outside of I got you covered. I got Um, you covered. Yeah, it it was not a good um, casino year for us. Yeah, (laughs) I mean we're usually like very lucky. Like the majority of years that we've gone to Atlantis, we have ended up either breaking even or above what we did. But this year was not a good year. But that's okay. You're playing for I'm the sorry. experience and not for the... Well, you are playing for the cash a little bit. But Yeah, come on. Come on. Let's not... <laughs> exactly. Like, come on, buddy. Don't try and tell me you weren't... Don't tell me you would have been disappointed if you won. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. So, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, November 2nd, which means Halloween was a couple days ago yes. and it was, uh, oh my God, Anna at about 5 PM. She just really started to lose it. When is it going to be nighttime? When is it going to be nighttime? When is it going to be nighttime? When can we trick or treat? I was like, stop. You can do it after daddy gets home and it starts to get dark, <laughs> but she was, she was going nuts. It was vibrating. She was vibrating? Yes, yes for the so, most part. And <laughs> when she gets excited, she jumps up and down. Like, like really, like, jumps up and down with, like, this yep. huge, like, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. doing that. It was just, I'm like, stop it. I'm exhausted just watching you. <laughs> so, anyway. So, my dudes have, a, we have a rule. It is mm-hmm. the same rule that we have had for the entire time that they have been trick-or-treating. We are never the first people out. Right. We wait until we see one person on the road, and then we go. That's what we did, too. That's what we did, too. How they want – and our light's on immediately. Five o'clock, uh-huh. our light goes on because we're ready. We're yeah. ready. But um, they have to wait. Now, they can post watches. They can <laughs> do whatever they got to do to notice yeah. that someone is on the street. So – Fortunately, and I think that you will, it, it didn't work when they were very, very young. So I think mm. that this is, that strategy will work when she is 10, <laughs> 8, 6 maybe. Because yeah. eventually it's, you know, it's, that's yeah. the game. The game is I got to find another trick-or-treater on the street. Yeah. The problem is, so they decided, the boys decided to let the youngest be the one on the first watch. <laughs> 
and there were people like walking their dogs and she's like they're trick-or-treating i'm like no they're that's a dog that's pooping in that person's yard that's not that's not trick-or-treaters and eventually well it depends on your definition of trick-or-treating you're right that was a trick that was a trick um eventually and i kid you not like this gestalt of like 20 trick-or-treaters formed across the street just people just appeared out of nowhere and what appears to be all the other kids on the street who normally come separately all just kind of uh-huh. gathered up uh-huh. um and they were in front of our house we found out later that they were hoping that we would come out and join them but we didn't oh. and we we're like oh okay so they're out there so you can go so my wife went out with the three kids i hung out with in and gave out candy those children were like an army they walked <laughs> up one at a time trick-or-treat i'm elsa Thank you for my candy. Leave. Hi, trick or treat. I'm a zombie baseball player. Give me my candy. Walk away. And they would all say trick or treat, say exactly what their costume was, and leave. It was like machines. Wow. That's insane. I really didn't get anybody telling me what their costume was. Like, I would say to them if I recognized what they were, but they didn't. No one ever told me the costumes. And we set up this cheesy little graveyard thing in our yard, which we did. I saw at the, the picture. Last... I thought it was yeah. adorable. <laughs> we did it the last minute on Halloween because we were gone. Um, the I thought it looked week. good. Yeah, that yeah, looked I better it was good than too. That looked better we... than a lot of people's. Like we spent weeks on this decorations. <laughs> so I'm but down. It's always disappointing. We bought this like skull and hand thing that's supposed to be sound activated and it does all these like lights and spooky sounds and everything and it did not activate for anybody Uh, the whole time and then it started raining at like eight o'clock and then Uh, it wouldn't shut off it was like the water was short-circuiting it or something it would not stop i was like are you kidding me it it rained in (laughs) seattle whoa oh right whoa Um, but you know what? It didn't rain during the actual <laughs> trick or treating, which was great. That's because, good. You know, yeah, we couldn't guarantee that that was going to happen because it was pouring earlier in the day. Um, but yeah, I was just like, "Are you kidding?" Like, I had to go outside to turn it off because I was sitting at my desk. My desk is like right on the window next to our front, yeah, our front yard, and I had to turn it off because it was driving me nuts. I was trying to do some stuff on my computer, but did, did you yeah, notice you know. an in, did you notice an inordinate number of Harley Quinns? No, I did not. Most of the kids in my neighborhood are little, little kids. There are only oh, a few. Right. Yeah, there are only a few teenager types, and there were a big group of them that were all dressed as Care Bears, which I thought was pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. We had a group of teenagers two or three years ago. I can't remember that came as the entire cast from Adventure Time, <laughs> and they came at like eight o'clock. Now, normally, when I know it was because it was a Friday, it was a Friday yeah. night. So this is two years ago. Whatever, it was right. a Friday. And normally on the weekend nights, we have all our friends who don't live in really good trick-or-treating neighborhoods. They come over uh-huh. and all the kids go, whatever. Right. And it was like 8 o'clock. There was like six of us in the house because basically the moms trick-or-treat, the dads stay home and like tar- terrorize children when they come in <laughs> for candy. We give out a lot of candy, so it's okay to get tormented here. You get three pieces. That's not bad. You know what? I let some people take handfuls. That's out of fine. Our bowl because well, I'm you like, want it. I don't. It's gotta I don't want go. The stuff left over. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta let it go. So we had like half of a big popcorn bowl left, and this this group came up, and they were all, you know, like they were really good costumes, uh-huh. and they were the entire cast for Adventure Time. And I was like, legit, here, just take it, split <laughs> this up amongst yourselves. Yeah. Um, because it was just too perfect. We had this year a group of teenagers that were the Justice League. 
Oh, nice. Um, nice, nice. So I was, and they were, again, high quality costumes. I was very uh-huh. impressed. Um, with that said, um, shout out to the people in my neighborhood that have five-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. <laughs> Do not dress your twins up as Joker and Harley Quinn, ever. <laughs> Don't. Are you Don't. serious? Don't. They clearly oh didn't understand, and I wasn't going to tell them, but like, mm. There was something wrong with it. Now, people listen to this podcast. If you don't know why dressing your twins up as Joker and Harley Quinn are, go read literally anything about Joker and Harley Quinn, and you'll understand why I was like, bruh. <laughs> but wow. I didn't say nothing. I said, wow. You know what? The Joker costume was amazing. Yeah. Dude was wearing a purple suit. He had the hair slicked back. He was, he was, they were well done costumes. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? They were too well done for them to not understand. <laughs> Unless there's, just, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Um, wow. and then I told my kids all about the Reese's tax. Do you know what the Reese's tax is? I do not. What is that? Well, the answer is I gave them life, so they gave me Reese's peanut butter cups, and so oh, I was like, so okay. I tried to tell them when they br- dumped all their loot on the dining room table. I was like, okay, so I get all the peanut butter cups, and they were like, no. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess I'll go buy my own. Wow. So I did. Wow. Yeah, most of the kids in our neighborhood were pretty little. Um, I think a few of them who have been around the neighborhood and know our house were kind of disappointed because in previous years we have given out Halo minifigs that were left over from Comic-Con that were exclusives because Isaac got like four boxes of them at work when nobody wanted them. So we were giving those out along with candy. And I could tell some of the like 12, 13-year-old boys were kind of like sort of Aww. waiting waiting for it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. yeah, we gave them all away. I'm but, just saying, so. I'm just saying, if you get boxes of Halo minifigs again, right. I'll I'll PayPal you shipping. I would like a Halo <laughs> minifig. If you're going to give them okay. away for trick-or-treating, I would like one myself. Right. I'm just calling dibs. I'm calling <laughs> dibs already. Um, right. If that's okay. I don't yes. know if that's too full. Okay, good. Yeah, although so, the likelihood so, of getting some more is... Probably not likely because they gave you like six boxes and no one wanted them. So they're like, well, if they basically went out in the trash, then we're not going to give them to you. Yeah. Um, So did you know that video game stuff happened while you were gone? Yeah, I know. Like Nintendo announced the whole console thing. Like literally we finished recording and an hour later we both got the press release about the new thing. Yes. Yes. So... If you are paying any attention to video games whatsoever, then you know that Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch, which is the console that had been codenamed NX. This is a quasi-portable console that you can hook into a dock and play it on your TV, or you can take it out, you know, wherever you want to go and play it there as well. It has detachable controllers that look kind of like Wiimotes. But based on the video they showed us, you can use the Pro Controller when you're playing at home, which is cool. But, um, see, the thing is for me is I don't I don't play portable games, like, ever. I work at home. I don't have a bus to ride. I don't have a train to ride anywhere. So if I'm going to play a portable game, it's because I really want to play that game. And I will sit and play it, like Animal Crossing New Leaf, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um. So, yeah. Oh, Steven's waving his hands at me. Okay, Nintendo fanboy, go for it. Yes, I am a slave to Nintendo. I want to go... So, first off, um, I will spare anyone and you um, me rambling on and on about it and recommend. 
if you so choose, you could go listen to episode 57 of Engage, a family gaming podcast, because my entire crew, including new permanent guest host, my brother, joined the team, and we went crazy talking about how excited we were. So we had literally an hour-long fan fest of just nerds being really excited, a.k.a. it would have given Nicole a headache. But... (laughs) Um, but give me the lowdown. Here's the lowdown. I'm buying this thing day one. I might buy three. This is why. Um, I don't. I don't play a lot of portable games either. I drive to work because I live right. in Connecticut. So, um, you know, I don't need public transportation. I know first we're you know that's like checking my privilege, whatever. But right, right. Um, my biggest thing that I wanted the Wii U to do was let me play my video games in bed, <laughs> and I couldn't do it because it was too far away. <laughs> by like a foot and so literally i was i was always wondering like hey nintendo why don't you charge me a hundred bucks for a range extender to let me bring my wii u gamepad anywhere in my house uh-huh. that sounded wow. like a literal no-brainer i would have spent a hundred dollars without thinking about it they never sold it yeah. well guess what they're selling a 300 some odd dollar range <laughs> extender i just have to get new games for it and you know what i'm kind of okay with it um yeah. So that's a big piece for me. I don't. The vast majority of my mobile gaming is just done in various places in my house. But yeah. there have been plenty of times where I've, it's been summertime and the kids are playing in the backyard and I just mm-hmm. want to play a game. Now I can take it in the backyard. Sounds great to yeah. me. Um, so that's a big piece of it. Another one is um, the ability to bring the Nintendo Switch to Nana and Grandpa's house and let them play mm-hmm. multiplayer games by yeah. just propping it up on a little thing. Sounds amazing to me. Um, so I think that, I think I agree if the, there are certain, like, it's kind of capturing a lot of edge cases where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I would absolutely pay money to have a device that does this. And if you don't live in one of those, in one or more of those edge cases, Mm -hmm. it's a question of how much do you love Nintendo? Right. Um, and if the answer is not dialed up to 11 Nintendo fan, then maybe it's not for you. But I think, uh-huh. you know, I live in a bunch of these edge cases. Um, yeah. And my Nintendo fandom is dialed up to 11. Um, they were speaking my language. With that said, I am skeptical in some ways, right? Like, I think that yeah. there are risks with this thing. I don't know how powerful it is. I don't know how much it costs. I have predictions about these things. No, I will not bet on them. I've learned my lesson. Um <laughs> But I, I have my questions and my doubts, just like everybody yeah. else. It's just they would have to say – like right now, they would have to say something horrendous on January 12th when they have their big meeting. Like they would have to uh-huh. come out and say something real bad. Like it would have to be like $500 or uh-huh. like wor- like not as good as the Wii U graphically or st- stuff that I don't think is possible. Like they right. would have to really try to make me go away as a customer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But they knew yeah, they I, had me to begin with. Right, right. They put Nintendo yeah. in a cardboard box, and I'm buying it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're you're right. You're totally right. It's, you know, you got the kids that are going to grandparents' house mm-hmm. and all that. It makes complete sense. We are not in that situation. Yeah. Uh, number one, because Anna, I mean, she plays some games, but mostly she loves her iPad games. Yep. Um, and none of our family lives near us, so there's like, you know, there's no going to someone's house and playing. Because if she was like, to go to someone's house to play, they already have it. So it's kind of, you know. Yeah. Anyhow. Another. Another edge case that is totally a thing is 
um we drive everywhere because we mm. live in connecticut um i cannot imagine that someone will not create a headset thing mm. that like a uh, like a not a head a headrest holster thing right yeah. so you can hang it up behind somebody's headrest and let uh. two people play this thing on the in the back seat of a car yeah and to have the two boys be able to play multiplayer games together uh-huh. um in the car without needing both of their DSs and both of them to be charged because they're boys and they don't <laughs> think about this stuff. They're just, you know, yeah. like there's always somebody forgets their cartridge or somebody lost their, you know, didn't charge their DS or whatever. At least it's one yeah. device. We know we can count on it. Um, I think that's great. Uh, but like Nintendo could totally screw the pooch, but who knows? Yeah. Although, you know, if you're going to do that car thing, you will have to deal with the potential for arguments which uh, you which you may have in the car anyhow. Yeah, I mean, but it <laughs> it might maybe we got up that chance. We got three kids sitting in one back seat. There's <laughs> we get fights no matter what. There's no way to stop yeah. it. This is just a different route to maybe get away with not because they can play Mario uh, Kart together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I right. know they didn't announce it yet, but like, come on, that was Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And Zelda, they showed quite a few games on there that I'm still skeptical are actually going to be there. Like Skyrim. Didn't they show Skyrim? It was kind of yeah, weird. Wouldn't, why not? Uh, I don't why know. are you skeptical of that? But mostly I'm skeptical of the graphic capabilities of the system is what it comes down to. And I never used to care that much. But now that I have seen the glory that is 4K, it is really difficult <laughs> for me to go back <laughs> to like what the Wii U had. <laughs> so... Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> checking my privilege. Mm -hmm. My my lap my brand new laptop is 4K and it is amazing. And I never thought that it would be that way. People are like, oh, higher resolution. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, this is beautiful. But anyhow, so that's a factor for mm -hmm. me now too. Um, because you're but, one of them now. Yeah. I am. I am one of those. You're one now. of them. You became <laughs> one of them. I know. Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean So how, how much you think it's going to be? Um I'm not betting, just ask. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh either um uh like 350 or 400. That's going to be my okay. guess. Um I think 3 we'll and 350. You think 3? So I'm going to be around there. I think the base model is going to be 3 with a kicked up model at 3 at 350. I don't think they can – if they have a price point that's $400, mm. I, I, I don't think they can I, – I think – I don't think they can justify it mm. because of the P, you can get a PS4 Pro for 400 bucks. Yeah. You know? Like, I think they got to make it cheap. Mm. They have said that they're not going to sell at a loss, though, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's Kimishima-san um, kind of trying to set expectations mm. or – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I think three 300 base model. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll have to see. And we will see know on January mm -hmm. when they'll be giving us all the details on all the Nintendo yes. Switch stuff. I still want to yeah. keep calling it the NX. The Switch is, I don't know. I don't really like their names very much. It's just, ever since the can, Wii. Anyhow. Can we agree that the Switch is better than, like, the Wii Go or something? <laughs> right. Yes. 
Yeah, no, they definitely could not have put Wii in the title because they would just confuse people even more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's the Switch. Um, obviously, Steven very much into it. Me, eh, not so much, but we'll see. Definitely interested in the new Zelda game. I'm just not... I'm just not a huge Nintendo fan is basically what it comes down to. And no, I don't hate them, as Steven likes to say. I'm just not. Good catch. I was one, I was wondering when that was coming because I was going to say it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely be keeping you posted. So what do you think Linda thinks of it? Let's predict what Linda is going to say next week when we ask her. Do you think Linda likes this or do you think Linda does not like this? I think she's probably going to say that she thinks it's cool, but she's probably not going to jump for it on day one. I think she'll get it eventually. Like, she got the Wii U eventually. Um, of course, that was also for the Pixelkin office and us doing work and whatnot. But, but yeah, I think I think she'll, she will probably wait. Um, unless, like, she's got, like... And I don't think she has any, like, younger nieces and nephews or anything. Um, to like play with kind of thing. So I think that that's a factor as well. Um, but anyhow, yeah, that's, I think, she, I think she's going to say that she thinks it's cool, but she's not going to jump on it day one. All right. I don't think. So we will we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I agree. Would, I agree yeah. with that too. She's a generally she really positive Zelda, and though. happy person. Yeah. She yeah. does love her. She does want Zelda. So, um, we'll have to see about that. So. And other news, this, this is heating up. The voice actors who are now officially on strike have been picketing earlier this, was it this week or the last week? I don't remember. They picketed outside EA's Southern California uh, um, office. And then this this week they're going to picket outside of Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. office yep. in Yikes. Burbank. Yeah. Yikes. So... So that's interesting. I mean, the last time we heard about this, which was, I don't even know what it was about it last year and why it eventually went away or whatever, but uh, maybe they just agreed to meet again in a, at a different time. But it kind of went away after, you know, after a few days. So, um, but this, I is, think this, it, is, this is hanging out, hanging around. If yeah. I recall previously, it was because it was, they were trying to get negotiations started early and we're like, mm. we will strike. No, for real, yeah. we're gonna. Yeah. And then it went away because they were like, well, it's not time yet. Yeah. And now they were, they did it again. They're like, no, really guys, we're gonna. Yeah. And then they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened here. I think this is a, they, they started the process early, mm. which is not abnormal. I mean, as someone who follows sports, you know, when there is a collective bargaining agreement that is kind of being negotiated, they yeah. start like the year before mm. and meet yeah. and say, is there a way we can do this early? And then there never is Yeah. when there's a lot of money on the table. And then it's the 11th hour. I mean, there was almost a lockout in the NFL a couple of years ago. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, um, some of the. I don't want to call them demands. I guess they are demands. Some of the the things that they're asking for are actually kind of, I mean, I can agree with a little bit, but at the same time, it's why would you get this? Like, for instance, they're asking for basically royalties if a game sells a certain amount. Yep. But there are artists and designers and programmers who don't get royalties. 
So that's kind of like, okay, who is more important here in the game? And everybody should get royalties. Unfortunately, voice actors are the only ones that have a union to help them do those things. So from the developer standpoint, the people who, you know, work uh, on the game, technically, you know, they probably feel a little bit like, you know, what's the deal? Why should they get this when we don't get it? So anyhow. I mean, with respect, your husband is a developer. So yes, yes, I mean... that yes. Full disclosure. My husband works for 343 Industries, which is a studio of Microsoft. More specifically, he's currently working on Halo Wars 2. And yes, that is where I heard the uh, yeah, they 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 don't they shouldn't get royalties because we don't get royalties kind of thing. Sure. Which uh, so. I I'm not I didn't say that to say that I disagree. Yeah. I just thought I would I would like push the button that triggers your disclaimer, because like you should right. just at this point yeah. pre-record it and then just cut it in, just right. boop. um, because yes. you said it yes. you say it like every week now, so we should just like you should just record it once like all nice and then right. just, we'll just mark the time stamp down. No, I get it and I get yeah. what they're saying. I mean the reality yeah. is, if one. They are not the only people making the game. Admittedly, right. they are the performance piece of the game, which, mm -hmm. um, you know, historically has been value, right? Like when yeah. there are movies that when there, are, you know, when there are television shows that go into syndication, the actors and the writers get they get residuals, but right. the cameramen, the set designers, they don't necessarily. So, like, there is a precedent set in other industries. With that said, that doesn't necessarily mean that the precedent needs to be followed. Video yeah. games are infinitely more complex by nature of the fact that, I mean, if they decided royalties needed to be a thing across the board, like, mm -hmm. what would Ubisoft do? Are they ever going to make yeah. a game? What that would right. do is that would limit the, – then what Ubisoft would do is say, okay, we're not going to do this. We're not – we're going to have as few people touch this game as possible so that we have to pay out as few royalties – which would mean it would basically be crunch for the entire development time, um, which could be a problem. So I understand kind of <laughs> where there's... Which could be a problem, which would be a problem. I, I mean, was... not only from burning people out, but also you're just not going to get a quality game that way unless you take like five years to make it. So, Well, yeah. if you take five years worth of crunch, you'd kill people. <laughs> yes. Yes, because that, that if the if the work didn't kill them, their spouses would. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yes. So it's a it's a it's a complicated mess. Now, with respect, they gotta go for they gotta go with what they're gonna go with, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So I can't blame them for giving it a shot. With that said, I'm sure the art. I'm sure the argument from the other side is: Look, if we give you this, then we're gonna have to give it to everybody. And yeah, then we aren't gonna be able to do this anymore. It's gonna be bad yeah. for everyone. So. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know the answer. I am a video game critic, <laughs> yes. right? So hopefully cooler heads will prevail. They will go back to work and it won't hurt the, the games that are coming yeah. out in the future. Yeah. I mean, the other points that they make, I think are, you know, totally, you know, right on. They need to have better, um, working conditions because they've got to scream and yell and do all this stuff that is really hard on your voice. Um, so that needs to change or something about that needs to change so it is not ruining people's careers. Um, and that's something that we're getting precedent for in the rest of the gaming industry is trying to improve, you know, working conditions and quality of life and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, 
that's definitely something that's that's happening across the board, which I think is a little bit more understandable. Yeah. Um, so talked about Animal Crossing New Leaf. There's getting an update. I was so surprised. I didn't know about this update. I'm so surprised the game is getting an update this old. Um, but yeah, so it's got it's going to have amiibo functionality in there now. And it's also going to have these cool little mini games, which is, you know, kind of interesting. And, you know, you use your amiibo, you get special furniture or clothes or, you know, whatever from the amiibo that you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So yeah, and even like it says, the Legend of Zelda amiibo is going to invite villagers, based on uh, Epona, Epona, Epona. I don't know how you say that. Epona. Epona. <laughs> the one that I didn't try. Uh, Ganon and Wolf Link. Uh, those guys are gonna show up in your town. So. Sure. So that's pretty cool. Sounds great to me. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have cool. Animal Crossing New Leaf? Yes, yes, we do. I bought it. Oh, that's right. That's right. We've talked about this. You bought it for for Anna. Yes. And then you played it. Yeah. (laughs) In the hopes that that she would learn to read. Yes. I did have good intentions there. I actually haven't played it in a while. Um, And the last time I did log onto it, there was furniture all over the freaking town because she doesn't want to sell anything. And she doesn't have a big enough house. I mean, everything she sees, she buys. And she gets gifts from people. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I could barely walk outside my door because of the furniture everywhere. But anyhow. So so you were cleaning up after your daughter, even in a digital space? Yes, yes. So exactly. you just shut it down and were like, no, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she hasn't played it in a while. Now she's in um, Pokemon Black. Because I found that in my stack of DS games. So she's been playing that. Every once in a while, she'll bring it up to me and be like, Mommy, what does this say? But then she, like, taps through it too quickly. Like, I can't even read. I'm like, you have to stop and let me read this. You can't just keep tapping. Which is, you know, normally what she does. But she seems to get along okay without reading the stuff. Although she is beginning to read based on other activities that we are doing with her. So Well, good. Yes. So if you have Animal Crossing New Leaf, you've got an update. Go download it. It'll be cool. Uh, In other news, Valve says that developers can no longer kind of doctor up their screenshots when they put their games on Steam. So you have to have real in-game screenshots when you're trying to sell the game on Steam. Which Good. seems like a no-brainer, but yes. But I do know, working on the other side, how screenshots get doctored so that they look the absolute best that they can. Typically, that only happens with like big publishers who have marketing departments and graphic designers within those marketing departments that can do that. Um, yeah. But but still, yes. Bull shots. Bull, yeah. Um, and of course, the example that is brought up in the Polygon page is No Man's Sky. I, like I talked about that before, I don't think, you know, those screens are necessary. I mean, they could be. They could totally be doctored. I don't think they are necessarily doctored because there's the potential to have something like that happen in the game, however slim of a chance it is. So, anyhow. So I don't know why for- they don't use Madden. Is the example because the <laughs> screenshots from Madden are never. That's not, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just pictures of the players like up close and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That's that's a good one to use, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, so that's that's good for everybody. It is good for everybody. Like developers might might be like, oh, make our game look you know as good, but it, you know it actually saves you time. You just take a screenshot and it's there. You don't have to mm -hmm. spend a lot of time with Photoshop trying to make it look better, which you know that's time Correct. that you can spend developing the game, which is more important, at least I believe. Arguably, so, arguably. Yes, yes. So um, that game company, it's really the name of a company, that game company, the developers of <laughs> Flow and Flower and Journey have been teasing on Twitter what about their new game. And, uh, you know, their games are always kind of weird, but in a good way. Um, I was about to say, yeah. how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> No, good. no, I've lo I've loved all of them. Okay, so they good. posted a, a few pieces of artwork. I got artwork. nervous. <laughs> a few pieces of artwork, one of a candle looking like it's going to light another candle, a group of four children kind of frolicking, uh, and a, a gate, like a 3D gate. Uh, almost looks like something you would have seen in Flower uh, with a yep. beam of light pointing up through a cloud. So yep. that doesn't tell us much of anything, but you could never predict what the two candles. Did you see the yeah. two candles? Yeah, yeah, I said the two candles. Yeah. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. Yes. Never listen to me, Stephen. Well, um, I'm a jerk. What can I say? Um, although their Twitter thing with the candles says a game about giving, and then the other two images are just just have um, their Twitter handle on them. So, so I, I don't know. I'm really excited. I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that you that we we didn't have that argument about the fact that right. I think there's some that like Journey is one of the best games of all time, and that you were gonna be yeah. like, I hate it because I think that yeah. that might have been like the final fracture in our friendship. You know? Um, <laughs> no, no, I loved I loved Journey. Um, I cried during the end of it. It could have been because I was very pregnant at the time, and you know the hormones and whatnot. But pretty I sure that was it. I'm pretty sure that was it. I'm pretty sure that was it. No disrespect, but I've been through it three times. Um, the general uh, occasionally would just start laughing and then crying and then would get mad at me because I was laughing at her laughing and crying at the same time. So then she would be mad, but then she would laugh at herself for being mad at something so stupid, which would make her cry. And then it would just continue for like an hour. It was, it was And that's without any outside stimulus. Journey is a legitimately emotionally grabbing game once you understand yes. what's happening yeah so yeah i can understand it i cried a little bit yeah. too and i have okay spoilers never been pregnant <laughs> right yes. spoiler alert uh, everybody yeah yeah so i didn't i actually haven't been following this very well but i guess that the the studio actually went bankrupt and now they've got a, a chinese investor which means that they'll probably be able to put their games on multiple platforms. They've been PlayStation exclusive uh, up till now because they were getting money from Sony. But um, it's interesting. I would love to play them on Xbox One. Just make things a little easier for me. Or wouldn't you rather? Or wouldn't you rather they put it out on PC so you could play it on your 4K, on 4K laptop? 4K laptop, yes. On your 4K laptop. Yeah. The only thing with my laptop is I gotta find. Um, I don't know, some way to make it more comfortable to play. Because my office chair isn't really comfortable, and the screen itself isn't that big. So uh, in order to really, you know, get the great effect, I have to be sitting, like, right in front of the screen. Um, 
So, and there have been a downfalls to the 4K, um, and I've been playing Civ, and I can talk about that a little bit more. But the UI stuff in Civ is really small on a 4K display, so I have had to use my glasses to play that game. I've never had to use my glasses to play any game in my life. I didn't so, even know you wore glasses. I do. I wear them for. That's reading. the point. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't usually have to have to do them when I'm working or whatever on the computer because the fonts are usually big enough that I don't have to worry about that. But for like reading a book or apparently now playing Civ Six, I have to wear them. Anyhow. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Um, so let's see what else is going on. Uh, GameStop has lowered their sales expectations for the corner because. They say that the the games that they thought were going to be big sellers haven't been selling as much, which is no surprise to me because digital. I mean, digital, digital, digital. Sorry, GameStop. <laughs> That's the way things are going. Um, yep. But anyhow, um, but they did say that their other businesses, like outside of games, which means their little... Um, you know, collectible stuff like they own ThinkGeek, they own Hot Topic, so those kinds of businesses are growing for them, which is not a surprise. But um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. I'm really well, interested. Did you see the other big GameStop announcement last week that they are now accepting retro trade-ins at all locations? No, I did not see that. I was in that, the Bahamas. You were legit. <laughs> you were legit poolside when that went down um you can look there is a, if you look on the engage family gaming facebook page there is an episode of the efg show called gamestop goes full-on retro mm. i explained the whole thing folks so just head on there you can look at it uh but the long and short is what i just said that you can cool. do all they did it um in select locations for a while and they yeah. were selling them online uh-huh but now they are taking the trade-ins everywhere and I fully expect, as they start bringing in the stock, I expect them to <laughs> start selling them at all stores. Uh-huh. And eventually, they're going to consolidate stores, mm. right? Yeah. Which, when they consolidate stores and they consolidate their retro stock, which will invariably rotate, mm-hmm. um, it, they, will, they should be pretty, I mean, they should have enough to make it at least, you know, a corner of the store. They don't need to make it the entire thing. A corner right. of the store, like a section the size of the PlayStation 4 section right now or something like that, dedicating yeah. that to retro stuff would be an extra line of income for them um, that I think would be super useful. And yeah. there's a market for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, so. I mean, um, some of my friends that I have in California, there was a store. I don't remember what the name of the store is, but it was – it was all like the place you could go for like retro, absolutely, yeah. you know, impossible to find type stuff. That is where sure. um, Isaac went and bought. I mean, you could find these, but he bought uh, an Atari twenty six hundred and a bunch of cartridges there, and we hooked it up to the TV and played it like once, and didn't at any other point. But you know, it's nice to have an Atari twenty six hundred. But anyhow, um, my friend um, Mike Micah who uh, has also, you might know him as the Donkey Kong dad, and that he reprogrammed Donkey Kong so that his daughter could play as Pauline rather than Mario. Um, so his collection is insane. Name dropper. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I worked with him for four years. Come on. Although that's the same thing with Chris Charlotte. Um, anyhow, but though this guy's collection is insane. Like there have been features done on his collection of games. And it's not just games. It's like pop culture, everything from like the 80s. It's, it's insane. I, I, I have actually... You... Oh, yeah. go ahead. Never mind. I'll, I, I was going have... to say, I bet you if you Google it, Let's see. Well, he's actually What's been on uh, Nintendo on? Voice Chat very recently uh, over at IGN. Yeah. Yeah. He's very active. So, yeah, he is. So he's got, I mean, he's got an article on Wired for why he did the hacking. And I don't see anything right now on his collection. But at one point when I was working back at the old Ziff Davis gaming mag collective that um he had a full page in the back of egm all about his collection at that time so but anyhow yeah he's cool he works for other ocean interactive if you you know haven't heard of them they make um idarb was is their biggest game going on right now which is still going on um yeah so so that's a lot of news. Do we have anything else that's news? Oh, I think I saw something on Polygon I was going to talk about because I think Steven's interested in this. So oh, right now there's a sale going on at Target where you can buy two video games or board games and get one free. Yeah, there is. And obvious, obviously the cheapest one is going to be your freebie. It's going right now and ends on November 5th. So you'll only have two days left when you're listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah. Go Saturday. Go, Go Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Do it up. Um, yeah, this, I mean, so it's obviously, you know, you got to play the game, right? You got to make sure mm -hmm. you're picking stuff that is all of approximately equal value to make sure that you are um, getting the most value out of it. I think that the buy two, get one free can work out for... Uh, the board game's a little bit better sometimes than the video games. I mean, unless you're buying three full-price games, at which yeah. point that, you know, you get saving 60 bucks. Um, so, but definitely take a look at it. I mean, it's a great value. I mean, the holidays are coming up. So, mm -hmm. you know, you got to buy some, if you're, you know, a parent buying gifts for three kids, Yeah. go knock it out. A lot of the, a lot of the big titles are out already now, right? I mean, especially yeah. by Friday. Because Friday is Call of Duty, so if you think about it, um, yeah. you'll have maybe a couple of games missing, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's the two Pokemon games, Final Fantasy at the end of the month, you know, a few other random titles, but a lot of the big ones are out. So you yeah. can grab, you know, just go and buy the full-price games. I mean, yeah. walk out $120 with, like, NBA 2K17, Overwatch, and Call of Duty, that's, that's yeah. a Christmas. That's a very yeah. happy, happy... Hopefully, teenager. <laughs> right. We leave that up to parents to decide, obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're totally right about that. Um, so, what I, I know some of these uh, board games, but if you had to say a board game that someone should be looking for, Stephen, what would it be? Oh, man. All right. So, if you. Oh, if you own literally no board games, but you want to get into it, then the first thing you need to buy is Ticket to Ride. You need to buy Ticket to Ride right now. You need to buy it immediately. 
And it doesn't matter what copy you buy. If you have very young children, then you should go to Target and buy Ticket to Ride First Journey because that is uh. a simpler version of Ticket to Ride. However, if your kids are mm, six plus, they can play Ticket to Ride the grown-up version, and it's not that hard. Um, they're just not going to win very often, <laughs> but whatever. That's fine. Um, so that's absolutely my recommendation is Ticket to Ride all day, every day. With that said... If you have a lot of people that are super competitive and you're afraid that you will have fights at your house, I recommend co- – I recommend, and there, there are places – there are people who have said, I don't like playing board games because I uh, don't – because I get really competitive. May I recommend cooperative games? There is a game called Pandemic, which you can get probably – You know what? Isaac and I actually have that game. We have you ever played Pandemic. it? Yes, have we you played, played it once. Nice. We played nice. it Did once. You like it was it? a lot of fun. We just haven't um, – we just haven't – played it out no we we lost the world got sick and died it's it's real bad <laughs> um the game is really brutal i will have a recommendation we'll go we'll, we'll cycle back to pandemic in a moment okay. um pandemic is a cooperative game uh up yeah. to five players very easy to learn very visually dynamic very cool nice pieces um it's also not super expensive and it's a game you can pull out once or twice a year and it won't really bot you know it's not like you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it is a great kind of game to get together with a good group. Yeah. If you decide that you like Pandemic, I would recommend that you look at Pandemic Legacy. Okay. It's a game by Rob Daviau, which is basically Matt, Rob Daviau and Matt Leacock. Um, pa- check this out: Pandemic Legacy is Pandemic, but every time you play a game, there is a plot. So then you read mm. the cards, and they say, "Open this little box." open this envelope, and some of them are stickers that you put on the board, and it changes the huh. board for the rest of the game. Wow. And I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> yes, I just said I'm not going to spoil it because this this board game has a plot that is so crazy there are spoilers. Wow. Um, wow. It is a ridiculous... Like, if they made a movie about this, which I would not be stunned if they do, it's blowing up the board game world. If they make a movie out of it, um, I think it would do very well. Because it is, there's some twists and turns in that nonsense. Little expensive, the Pandemic Legacy, but compared to Pandemic, I mean, it's like an extra 15 bucks. So those are my recommendations. Pandemic, Ticket to Ride. Yeah, we have, um, you know, we have some other stuff that we don't play like ever, like all the classics, obviously, like Trivial Pursuit. But I'm just looking over on my shelf because we got this game called Geek Battle. And it was like, this is for like the ultimate geek you know stuff and you got to be an ultimate geek to do this thing that game was so freaking easy we were so disappointed in that thing because we knew like every answer well i mean to be fair (laughs) to be fair if they wrote that game to be challenging to a former editor at ign who which is a and you were an editor while they were doing pop culture correct like, yes, yes. Like, so, like, like Miranda was doing Anime Club back then, and, like, there was, like, you were surrounded by pop culture yes, nerds all over the place. So you are supremely suited for that. And your husband yes. is uh, has been a game developer for a very long time, so he's surrounded by giant freaking nerds yes. on the and regular. And he knows a lot of science. And he knows like, a lot of stuff. Like, it's amazing how much science... He knows. Yeah, and he's a programmer, so so he obviously knows math and stuff. So, I mean, I'm just being real. I don't think that that's... I don't think we can judge the game as being too easy (laughs) based on you two playing it. You know? (laughs) 
I mean, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just, that's a compliment. I think you guys are amazingly suited to dominate that game. <laughs> I know, because we were thinking about, oh, maybe we could play with such and such. And we're like, yeah, no. That's Because you would kill work. them. Because you would literally kill them. Because yeah. you, are, you are alpha nerds. <laughs> and I mean that with love. You're alpha nerds. <laughs> Uh, so, um, is there any more news? You know, the um, thing of uh, what's happening at like this point in the year is that there's not so much news as there is all the games are coming out. So there's lots to talk about with, um, with all the new games. So, well, let me bear with me a moment. Okay. Let me, um, cause I have a news show so I can okay. just look at my, the subject lines and see if anything happened that we didn't talk about. Okay. So bear with me. I'm plugging my show hardcore. Sorry. That's okay. No, that's fine. Um, okay. So the oh man, we gotta talk about Square Enix. Can we talk about Square Enix? Yeah. What's um, going on with them? How about this? Did I, you know... I skipped over all their press releases because I had you know not a lot of time to catch up. You on were them. gone for you were gone for you were in, on the beach for a week. I get it. Right. I'm not gonna hate. <laughs> So how about this? So we're gonna do this thing, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna do. Uh, it's great. This we do this little bit on my podcast where it's like, tell me about this thing, and I'm gonna go. Um, what if I told you, I'm gonna do my Morpheus impression. What if I told you that Final Fantasy 15 was getting online multiplayer? Oh wow, that would be pretty nuts. Although kind of. Um... Kind stupid. of shaky a little bit there kind because we all know that they've had some missteps in that direction when they've had online multiplayer. Yes, so, um... it's stupid. But <laughs> um, so there's a season pass for Final Fantasy 15. Here's what's going in it. One is an online multiplayer component, which I think has the potential to be kind of neat. Four players, everybody takes on the role of one of the four dudes. Mm. And you go and you do stuff, probably like a horde mode. And I kind of am okay with that. Kind of. I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. But what I'm really interested in um, is that there will be three, excuse me, three like single player additional chapters. One focused on each of the three dudes that is not Noctis. So one is Ignis, mm. one Gladius, one Prompto with gameplay inspired by their personalities, which mm. is interesting because they are very different guys. So, for example, Gladio, Gladio, it's, I think it's Gladio, um, is Kratos. He's basically Kratos, only, like, a nice guy. But he's, like, gruff and angry. I mean, so he's not, maybe he's not Kratos, because Kratos is kind of a jerk. Um, I mean, let's be real. I'm not saying he's not justified. I'm not saying he's not justified, but he no, is a jerk. No, no, he is, he is. He's kind of a meanie face. Um, so uh, Gladio is, you know, I, he's a big, he he's a heavy, right? So he uses two-handed yeah. weapons. So I would bet that his would be very combat-oriented. Whereas Prompto is, like, goofy and stupid and, you know, has, like, you know, a camera. Like, his trick okay. is, as you're adventuring through the game, he takes pictures. And at the end of the night, when you're sleep getting ready to sleep and eating or whatever, you can sort through all the pictures he took. So I would not be surprised if there is, like, more photography involved. And um, the other guy is a cook. <laughs> okay. So I would not be surprised if there's more stuff to do with that. I think that is super fascinating. DLC yeah. for a Final Fantasy game that is not just, like, challenge maps or whatever, but is actually story-focused right. on characters that are not the main character. I think that is super neat. Um, 
So that is uh, Final Fantasy XV uh, DLC. Also, they gave us the final forms for the three starter Pokemon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, we haven't we didn't record for a week, so I, I I know forgetting that we've got two weeks of I'm news just, to talk about. So. That's why I'm helping. That's what I'm yeah. here for. That's what I'm here for. So here's how it works. Lit the fire cat turns into basically a professional wrestler, literally, <laughs> to the point where his final move is a lariat. I'm I'm not even making it up. Like his final move is a lariat. Um he does the the arms out spinning thing and it's called a lariat. You know who else has an arms out spinning thing like that? That's called a lariat? Yeah. Zangief from Street Fighter, you know, the wrestler. Um <laughs> Oh, right. But right, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Um so yeah, so there's that. So the <laughs> Rowlet who is the cute little like fat um owl with the with the leaf bow tie. Um he turns into like an emo archer. So he's got like a hoodie. Okay. And he pulls his pulls his strings, and his hood closes on his face. But he does use his arm as a laser bow and arrow. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and Poplio is literally the ugly duckling because turns into this like super cute seal with like long hair that's like a pop star. Huh. Okay. Um. So there's that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rowlet because I was tempted to go with the professional wrestler, but. Right. Um, but I gotta go with the emo owl. I gotta <laughs> I go with the emo owl archer. That sounds um, pretty cool. I gotta do it. And final piece of news: Are you a Kingdom Hearts fan? Have we been over this? Are you not? I seem to remember that you're not. No, I'm not. Okay, so they have two. Then, their names are too long. Yeah. For one well. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. So they're making a Kingdom Hearts collection. Okay. It's coming out at the end of March. Um, of 2017, and it is called. <clears throat> Wait, actually, let me. Get, I think I can get it. The I need to get the official title. Hold on, I gotta get the whole deal because I can't. I don't even want to screw this up. This is too perfect. Um, here we go. Oh man, I lost it. All right, so here's what it is. I got it. It is. Um. <laughs> I you know what I lost it all. Here's what it is. It's Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 1.5 plus 2.5 HD remix. Final. <laughs> um and it is everything in HD in 1.5 HD and everything uh -huh. in 2.5 HD all together. What's wow. interesting is this, which is a collection of everything that came before like the original stuff, mm -hmm. um is coming after Kingdom Hearts 2.8 HD final chapter prologue, which is going to come after these things. So that's going to come out in January, and then two months later, they're going to be like, oh, and we'll catch you up on literally everything else, which doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they're not putting the collection out first, letting yeah. people play that. But here's the deal. That is a lot of video game. Yes. Because it's two Kingdom Hearts games that are PlayStation 2 games, plus uh -huh. most of the mobile ones. Um, mm. A couple of them that where the gameplay was a little weird, um, they are they have actually stripped out all the gameplay and all they are is HD remasters of the cinematics, mm. so you can just watch the watch the story, um, which is what most which is what a lot of people do with these games on YouTube anyway. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So it's a thing. Yeah. I'm buying it because I don't. <laughs> 
part of it's because I don't own all these games. I only own Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. I don't own any of the mobile versions. So uh-huh. this is actually a value for me because I'm getting on a modern console in HD and I'm going to have it on one disc with all the games that we never own. So I, this is mm-hmm. actually, and I didn't buy them on PS3, the 1.5 yeah. and 2.5. I didn't buy those. So for someone that's looking to get into it, it's an insane value because even if yeah. it's 60 bucks, you're getting like six games. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so cool. it's not for everybody. If you hate right. Kingdom Hearts, this is not going to make you like Kingdom Hearts. Right, and there are lots of people that hate Kingdom Hearts. I'm not even making fun of you. I mean, yeah. I, I I could. I don't hate but... it either. I tried playing like the first one for a little bit, and, and it was wacky as all favorite. get out. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it is Japanese as all get out is really what it is. Um, yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I like it. I get it. I'm stupid. Um, it's my <laughs> thing. But um, I think I mean it's a great value. Somebody that's if you yeah. played the original one and, and you kind of fell off get it um and by that and the you know wait wait on 2.8 final chapter prologue play them all because lord knows you're gonna have like three years before kingdom hearts 3 comes out so you may as well really enjoy yourself with these uh with these two (laughs) games because you ain't playing right kingdom hearts 3 till 2019 (laughs) and anyone who thinks otherwise is drunk (laughs) oh all right so um Let's go into what we're playing. I don't remember if I talked about this game or not, but I was playing a game called Karma right before I left for my vacation, and it is a point-and-click adventure in which you play this little black fuzzy blob thing that has eyes. This is the trippiest game I have ever seen in my life. Like, it ranks right up there. I don't know if, if when I talked about it at PAX Prime, I saw this game called Everything, which was really weird. This ranks up there as being weird like that, except for the, this is it's very standard point and click adventure. There are puzzles, um, but you should look this thing up. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful, but um, it's really weird. It is really weird. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I'm, I'm at a part where I'm really stuck. There's a terribly complicated um, puzzle going on there, but um, but it. It's a really cool game. It's an indie game. I only got to glimpse it at PAX Prime, which is why I was interested in it. Uh, but yeah, so that's Karma. Uh, I also have started playing Ghostlight Manor. Ghostlight Manor caught my attention because it is put together by the Digital Future Lab, which is um, part of UW Bothell, which is right close to me. Um, so its students put that together. And anyone who's wants some trivia, Simone de Rochefort got her start in the future digital future lab at UW Bothell. So it's it's coming from her type of thing too. It's it's a cool game. It's kind of um it's just like a, a new take on Space Invaders for the most part. Um Okay. But um but yeah, I I'm mean, listening. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's simple. Um where you know like you're a little robot with a flashlight and you have to shine your light on some ghosts and uh, you can get different kinds of, you know, ghoulies will, you know, pop up like a Dracula ghost or a zombie ghost or all that kind of stuff. And then you can also get a cat. If you have a cat, it's going to take out a ghost in its row like every turn. It's uh, it's cute. It's really cute. And it's kind of level based, sort of like your your saga, quote unquote, games where you beat a level and you go to the next little um, icon on the path. And then you beat that and you go to like, the next one. So um it's cool it's cute and then obviously the biggest thing 
I've been playing Civilization VI. Didn't really get a chance to play it hardly at all until this morning. Um, and had to cut my game short because it was time to record the podcast. But that's okay. I was going to lose anyhow. So, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Civilization. If you haven't played Civilization before, you should. It is, uh, well, I guess if you're ready to get into a really in-depth strategic game that will take you hours to finish just a single game uh then you need to get into it <laughs> but it's it, it's awesome you're basically you're building a civilization from prehistoric times all the way up through the space age if you want to go that far if you can make it that far without another country um uh uh, claiming war on you and beating you, which is what was happening to me. Oh, so it was really funny. I was playing as um, this isn't like an auto thing where it gives you your um, your culture and you know just automatically generates the other people on the board. So I was getting invaded by America and getting my butt kicked by America. That was what was going on in the game <laughs> before I had to start. That damn Eisenhower. I, it was um, it was Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Ro- Roosevelt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, at one time, it was really funny because, you know, they ask um, your scouts to come into the city and visit them. And one of the things he mentioned about, you know, here we have this stuff. And one of the stuff is our great stuffed bears. And I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? (laughs) But it's great. It's great. It is civilization. There's nothing really, you know, hugely different. There's a, a little different stuff going on with the tiles around the city. And the uh, the military units, you can't just, like, stack them on top of each other like you used to be able to do. They have to be strategically placed. Um, what else? Uh, it's really cool whenever your hero does something or you uh, finish researching something or finish completing some type of, you know, unit or whatever. You get a, dis- a little description and a nice little quote read by Sean Bean who is an actor who was in the first Lord of the Rings, who was in Fellowship of the Ring, playing Boromir, and most recently played Ned Stark on Game of Thrones, first season, and lost his head there. Spoilers, sorry. Spoilers. He dies in everything. <laughs> he does die in everything. Uh, um, he, also yeah. does, he also does the voice for the king in uh, King's Glaive, Final Fantasy XV movie. Oh. Guess what, guess what wow. happens to the king? Oh, poor Sean. Pretty, pretty sure he dies. <laughs> I actually haven't watched the movie yet. I'm waiting until around when I get the game. But yeah. I'm pretty sure the king dies. <laughs> they say he dies in the game. So, yeah. I mean, we don't know if that's true. But Yeah. Well, maybe he just wants to keep moving on to the next project. He doesn't want to commit to anything for a really long time. He's really good at being tragic characters. He is. He is. And his right? VO in this game is is perfect it, it is really on spot um so so yes yeah, so that's what i've been playing i'm gonna play a lot more civ 6 uh hopefully soon i've got a few more indie games on my list that i gotta get to as well did uh, you buy it through steam civ yes yeah yes i bought through steam Ooh. yeah so that means when i buy it that means we can play <laughs> multiplayer together we can lose oh. an entire day to playing a multiplayer match yes when are you getting a laptop that can have steam? Um it's a va- how about how crazy is this? Wait. 3 days after it came out it came out on Mac. Oh, 
I was stunned by I was surprised by that too. I saw it pop up <laughs> on Steam and I looked at it and I was like, is that an Apple? That's an Apple logo. What what are you crazy? And I thought it was I thought there was something wrong with it. So I actually Googled Civilization Six Mac to see uh-huh. when it was coming out and there and it was a like surprise news post on like you know, like Games Radar or something. Hey, look, Civ Six can be played on Mac like three days after it came out. This is the wow. craziest thing ever. Normally, I, I mean, they always do it. Civ yeah, Five yeah. was originally PC only. It moved over, but it took a couple of months. Um, but I should have taken it because Civ, because uh, Civilization Beyond Earth was day and date on Mac and PC. Mm-hmm. So I probably should have realized that they, you know, it probably isn't that different, or at least they have figured out how to make it work. So maybe they're doing the Mac development concurrently with the with the PC development or yeah. something. I mean, it's inevitable that one company does the same thing over and over again. They get better at doing it if they're a good right, developer. Right. So um, I should have taken, you know, I should have taken heart that Beyond Earth was Mac at PC day and date. But three days later, um, I do not have it yet. It is full priced. And at the time it came out, I had to play the games that you wanted me to play. So <laughs> um, I didn't have too many options. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta play as much as I can before um, Dishonored Two comes out. Dishonored, they uh, released a new story trailer today. It's it, uh, typically for trailers, I'm like, hey, you know, whatever. This trailer is really cool because it's sort of like this like pop up book kind of style type thing. Yeah. It's really awesome. You should check it out. We have it up on Pixelkin. Um, so yeah, so what have you been playing, Stephen? Uh, let me just tell you. Um, I play Titanfall 2, mm. obvi, because uh, there's a review up on pixelkin.org. So you obviously know many of my thoughts, being that you edited them. Right. But for the sake of the viewing audience, this is what I'm going to say, and this is what I have been telling everyone. Um, Titanfall 2 is the Exo Squad video game I have always wanted. If you don't know what Exo Squad is, you need to go find out because it is amazing. It's probably one of the first serial uh, cartoons that was not an anime that like really kind of took off in the States. Um, it just didn't do super well because the people didn't want to buy the toys cause they were too expensive. Um, but it's Titanfall two is really good. The story is dumb, <laughs> but in a good way. I mean, we don't need everything does not need to be citizen Kane, right? Like we right. don't need everything to be this deep and in, you know, enthralling, you know, story with like, yeah, second and third layer meanings you know everything doesn't need to be inside right like we can we can live in a world where it it is the independence day of video games right it's just Mm. stupid but fun and it's a spectacle and that's what it is because it is Mm. um it's about six hours long because i actually beat the story mode in one night um and it is absolutely absurd the stuff they ask you to do um, and every time I got to a fight and I was like, all right, this has to be it. I know the campaign is short and I'm like, oh, no, there's, there's another really stupid thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's really, so if, if you liked Titanfall one and played a lot of the multiplayer, this is an automatic go buy this game because mm-hmm. you will like this game. If you did not like Titanfall two, then I can't really sell this on you. The campaign mm-hmm. is cool. Um, but the campaign is really short. It's hard to justify $60 red box mm-hmm. it. Wait until it's on sale. Um, it's really hard to justify recommending this game unless it's something that you are going to play um, a lot of, mm. um, you know, in the multiplayer. 
you know? Because yeah. um, the campaign's really short. I beat it in literally one night, and I'm bad at video games. It's well-documented. Um, <laughs> and I beat it in one night on regular, you know? So not easy, not hard, you know? Um, but I wasn't chasing trophies or achievements or anything. I tried to just beat it. Um, but it is really cool. Um, the uh, relationship between the main character and his titan is entertaining. It's a buddy cop kind of feel. Um, you know, I think it, it is certainly worth playing. Um, it is not, however, Skylanders Imaginators, because that game is way better. Yes, Eric really loved that one, too. We have the uh, the review up on The Pixelkin. review, yes. The, absolutely, Eric the review Watson. is up on... Absolutely. The review for that is up on Pixelkin. My review is actually up on Engage Family Gaming as we speak. I think Imaginators is the best Skylanders game they have made. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what Eric said, too, in his, so good. His, his takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. The customization of making your own dudes really changed. It, it, I felt more ownership to my character than mm-hmm. I ever had before. Um, and I think ownership really made me, um, you know, like I was designing my guy. I was playing it. I was interacting inside. It really felt like it was me. Yeah. Uh, it was almost like my avatar inside the Skylanders world, especially since you're interacting with the actual Skylanders cast. Like, mm-hmm. I went on a quest with Spyro. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. um, I think it is, if you are, read Eric's review, read my review. If after that you are on the fence, then Skylanders is not for you, right? right. I mean, if, if you thought Skylanders had potential, but you never bought it, or maybe you fell off, buy this game. It is worth it. You'll probably be able to get a good deal on Black Friday. This is the best yeah. Skylanders they have done. I love every wow, minute of it. That's cool. Yeah, you know, when we were on vacation, uh, Anna was playing with her toys at one point. We were getting ready to go to dinner, and she called one of her toys a Skylander. And I was like, uh oh. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. You know what? I think she would dig it. Yeah, I'm sure she probably would. I'm sure she would. Um, one warning to parents. Yeah. And to you, because you're going to get sucked in. When you choose the battle class for your creation crystal, okay. it is a final choice. Okay. You do not get to reset it. There's 10 classes. You pick one. It's final. Okay. You can customize literally everything else over and over and over again, but you can't change it from a knight to a quick shot or whatever. Okay. There's a lot of there's a there's a petition on change.org right now <laughs> to try and get them to change this, which is just, I hate people, but <laughs> just be careful. Um yeah, and especially yeah. if you have a clicker. Sounds like you have yeah. a clicker in mm-hmm. uh in Anna who likes to just yes. kind of race through stuff. Yeah. Don't let your kids have the controller while they're creating the Skylander initially. Take mm-hmm. your time. Watch all the videos because they have little preview videos of all the different classes. Like, hey, this is how yeah. this one plays. Watch all the videos. Yeah. And then ask the question, which one do you want to play? Uh huh. Because otherwise, the kids gonna the poor kids gonna just spam their way through and make a character that they might hate. Yeah. And the only yeah. way to fix it is to spend ten bucks. So that's a PSA. Okay. Got I mean, it. it's only ten dollars to buy another right, one. Right. So, and it's yeah. not like you lose the other character. I mean, you can still use it. So, it's not the end of the world. Right. But the but Skylanders games are not cheap. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and uh, but uh, have you been playing anything else? 
I know what you're going to be playing this weekend. What am I playing this weekend, boss? You're playing Star Stable for Extra Life. Extra Life is, is it the fifth or the sixth? It is the fifth. It is, it the, is fifth. the fifth. Okay. Yes. I am playing Star Stable for 24 hours. <laughs> all to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Um, I will be streaming the entire experience on my, uh, I believe it will be on my on the Engage Family Gaming YouTube channel. But okay. I will also be doing a 24-hour long episode of the EFG show where I stream my face reactions from right here <laughs> the entire time I'm playing it. Um, so if you want to hang out with me, you want to talk with me, you want to, you know, chat with me about various things, I heckle will absolutely heckle me, heckle me. <laughs> if you would like to donate to the cause, because I am doing this for a good cause, I'm trying to raise yes. money for Connecticut Children's Medical uh, Connecticut Children's Medical Center, which is a ho a children's hospital in our area, specializes obviously in children. All three of my children have been there for one reason or another because kids are accident prone, um, <laughs> and it is uh, you know the the work that the the Children's Miracle Network does is worth every minute. So when you listen to this, it will be Friday. That means tomorrow. I will be from 9 a.m. until 9 a until actually 8 a.m. the next morning because it's daylight savings time, and I'm only doing this for 24 hours. Uh. Um, so yes, I'm cheaping out on it. I'm not doing a full <laughs> 25. I can't. I just can't. Um, you'll be able to watch me um, and hang out. And you know what? It could be interesting. I'm gonna, because there's a stable. Be. There's a stable boy, and I'm gonna romance the hell out of that stable boy. I'm telling you what. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Also. Um, BlizzCon is this weekend, too. All oh my these things God. are sort of piling up on top of each other, so I'm going to have to watch um, some of the streams on BlizzCon. Um, but real quickly, Hearthstone. Blizzard has done what I think is an absolutely brilliant thing. They let all Hearthstone players go online and pick one of the competitors that's going to be um, competing in the World Championship this weekend. And you get in-game rewards based on how well they do in the competition. Which is fantastic. It like gives you a reason to like go and root for someone, you know, like a team on like you know real life sports. Uh, I think it's brilliant. I did it. I didn't spend a lot of time researching how good these people are or aren't, but um, there was a guy whose name was Mr. Hippity, Mr. Hippity, or something like that. I'm like, that's funny. I'll just do him. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> so BlizzCon Sounds good is to this me. weekend too. Yeah. So you can watch um some streaming stuff uh from there. I bought a virtual ticket. I don't remember what I'm gonna get with that, but we'll have to see. So so yeah, so I think that's it, right? Anything else to add, Steven? I have very little to add, um, other than it has been a pleasure serving <laughs> my captain. <laughs> um as always, if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. I am the managing editor of Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a website for gamers with kids. We talk about the games that you want to play when your kids are in bed, some games you might want to play with your kids, and some games that will just make you want to pull your hair out when you have your kids playing them. So... We can be found on Facebook, Simply Pixelkin. We can be found on Twitter, at Pixelkin underscore org. Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming, and they are pretty much everywhere. What's the one important thing you want to tell us, Steven? 
The absolute. Well, I have two. The first one, okay. you got to listen to our podcast. We just recently relaunched with a new permanent co-host, uh, my brother. That is Engage, a family gaming podcast. Comes out every Monday morning. Um, and we alternate video games and board games. Next week, we have a board game podcast where we talk about games that you can use to teach history, mm. which is actually, there are more of them than you think. Um, and you can get pretty deep in the weeds. Otherwise, every night, Monday through Thursday, so I guess not every night, but four out of seven ain't bad. The EFG show goes live on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page where I talk about all the relevant family gaming news of the day. And then we do a Q&A where people get to ask me questions as long as no one trolls me and makes dirty jokes. Because mm-hmm. that basically shuts the show down, so mm-hmm. don't do that. I haven't, uh, I haven't been tempted to troll yet, but now that you brought it up... Perhaps. So <laughs> the last I'm... person, the last person that did it, I blocked them. So, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> to be fair, it was my brother-in-law. So not only did I block him, but he and I are going to have a very harsh conversation when I see him around the holidays. Okay, all right. And I can say that um, comfortably because I know he's not listening. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back with you next week. Bye, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.